are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Startatom.com, they want you to install their application so that your Trello can talk to your Jira board or your Trello can talk to your Slack group or your Slack group can talk to your Microsoft Teams group if your team is split up. Once they own that, they'll then launch services behind it. So you can say, hey, in the Trello board at Startatom, we need a animated graphic designed for our product hunt launch. And he will jump in and do that. That's his bread and butter because he comes from Speedlancer where he raised one point it caught 1 million bucks for to build that starting in 2015, pivoting now here this year into startatom.com to build distribution first and then go back to the marketplace model. We will see what happens. Hey folks, my guest today is Adam Stone. He's a serial entrepreneur and Forbes 30 under 30 list maker with experience in e-commerce marketplace and SaaS. Having founded Speed Lancer, he spun up the software that was built into a standalone SaaS called Start. Adam. It's, he's automating data, automating management, and Start Adam unifies communication and project management tools, helping teams align faster and get more done quicker. Adam, you ready to take us to the top? Let's do it. All right. I guess first question, you spun this out of Speedlancer. So let's start there. What was Speedlancer and what year did you spin it out? Speedlancer started in 2015. Basically, my, my business endeavors started when I was 11 or 12, but I started in uh, e-commerce when I was 14. Uh, and I couldn't hire people sitting next to me in high school and then university. So um, I ended up being a big user of Odesk and Elance at the time, which merged to become Upwork. And so I decided to start my own freelancing marketplace called Speedlancer. And in 2015, there was no verticalized freelancing marketplaces. We were probably the first one after Fiverr, I guess, if you count them as verticalized. But we, we tried to eliminate the hiring, picking, choosing, recruiting process of freelancers. Um, we built a lot of technology around that. We raised a little bit of money, but really VCs didn't really believe in us. How much? Which, uh, it was less than a million dollars over a number of years, um, okay. a, a few different rounds. But we did build amazing technology that we have a paid and pending on and stuff. And so that led into Start Adam because COVID led to a proliferation of freelancing marketplaces. I don't know about you, but it seems to me like every second business, hobby business is a freelancing platform of some sort, connecting people to companies now. Um, and uh, I guess I saw that trend start to shift. And so we decided to bring our technology out for other uh, agencies and marketplaces and, and teams in general. So Start Adam mm-hmm. uh, is a communication project management app without an app, we connect existing tools that you use together. So for example, you can create cross-platform communication groups between Slack, Microsoft Teams, uh, WhatsApp, Telegram, Discord, SMS. So you can be chatting with a bunch of people, clients, whoever you like, your accountant through any tools. We also extend that with integrations to existing tools to bring them into the conversation. So like- Very cool. Give us a sense of of economics here, right? So this sounds like a great product. What are companies paying on average to use the technology per month? So we actually just launched like two weeks ago. We're working out a pricing model right now. Um, so happy to talk about a bit of the thoughts that's going into that. But we have an API and then a sort of standalone product. What do you think you're going to launch in terms of what your pricing structure is? You've got a pricing page on the website. Yeah, we were looking at user-based pricing. And now I think we're looking at, um, we want to incentivize all users in a company to use it. So we're not so much looking at user-based pricing. Now it's more 
communication-based pricing? Are we going to charge per group, per channel that we create sort of thing? Um, and so it'll be like affordable, but hopefully it'll scale up nicely as well for us. I mean, well, so and what happened with Speedlancer? Did you shut it down or someone else bought it or who's running that? It's operating, but to be honest, we're winding it down as we're focusing on the SaaS. So it's the same entity. And we actually raised our round four star Adam and our new investors are very supportive of, of our vision. Um, and so yeah, how we, much how much did you raise in that round? Uh, we actually haven't announced it, but happy to announce it here. <laughs> we Let's raised go. 1.175, I think it was in the last okay. round. And you just clo- like you just closed the, the money's hit. You just closed it this week. No, the money we closed in April last year, and okay. we just launched the um, we launched the product a couple of weeks ago on Product Hunt. Um, it was a big build because we have a lot of integrations that need to be developed with basically underlying tech infrastructure that's built to scale. My CTO is an AI professor, retired AI professor from Brazil. He built out the banking infrastructure in Brazil in the 1980s. It's still used today. Um, so our infrastructure is built to scale. And so that was a very, it was a long-winded process, but I guess that's our moat in a way. So you raised a million, between 2015 and today, you raised a million bucks for Speedlancer. And then you communicate to the board, this isn't working. We're going to do something new. They said, Adam, we love your vision. Here's another 1.175 million. So you've raised about, you call it 2.1 million to date across the combined entities. Yeah, 1.9 or something like that. Yeah. But it was actually different investors. So our existing investors, some of them followed on, but yeah, we had a different lead. I see. And then I guess when you did the original round in Speedlancer, most folks, even back in the day, were selling, you know, 15, 20% of the business in the pre-seed round. Is that sort of where you were? Uh, we did pretty well. Um, I'm not going to talk like actual valuations, but if you talk about like our team being, you know, led by an AI professor, for example, uh, that was a big, a big deal. I think the fact that our journey has taken so long was actually kind of a benefit because the investors knew and trusted that we knew the problem set inside and out. And they really just believed in us. And also the timing is, was, is everything right. So if you look at April last year, um, I'm not talking so, about the April round. I'm talking about the round before that, before you even had Star well, Adam. Before that, um, yeah, I'd say that was accurate. Yeah. Okay, you sold about 15, 20%. Yeah. I mean, look, mo- most folks, I mean, you're five, six, seven years, eight years in now at this point into the combined sort of entity. So um, yeah. hopefully you'll get a better valuation, you know, obviously give up less less percent of the company. I guess this begs yeah. the question, though, why not just shut down Spielancer and start from scratch at the clean cap table? I love these questions because they're not too relevant to like, like the majority of founders listening wouldn't have to consider that question, right? So I love that you're asking it because it's relevant to people who are in this similar position. But yeah, to answer the question, uh, we did it to look after our investors for one. So we we had these previous investors who are on us on an eight-year, seven or eight-year journey with us, right? And backed us every step of the way. Um, and so I, it was important to me that their notes actually converted into something. Uh, and our new investors were quite supportive of that. The second thing is, although we're building a SaaS now, our long-term vision is that we reintegrate services into it. So once we own the communication between, say, you and me, if we're communicating, we don't have to do that by email anymore. We can do it from your WhatsApp to my Slack account, for example. What if in that channel, you can say, hey, I actually, like, let's say we're collaborating together and you want a header graphic made for the podcast. You could go at Speedlancer within the channel 
and say uh, I need a header graphic made. So I want to reintegrate services down the line when we own the marketing distribution. Do you so, think that's a, a big enough value add to get people to switch? I mean, look, the only... What I just heard you say is like the friction I have when I use freelance or Upwork or whatever is I've got to go post the job. What you're saying is you never have to leave your communication tools. You just tag Speedlancer and we know what the job is automatically. And and I guess my question is, do you think it's a big enough, is that a big enough value add to get people to stop, you know, using the Upwork or the freelancer? Yeah, I think if you own the distribution channel and you plug in directly where it matters, I do think so. If you're the most convenient way to get work done, then Yes. So for example, we actually already, Speedlancer already plugs into Trello now using Star Atom. And so you can uh, set up a Trello board and send tasks to Speedlancer from Trello. And we're the first marketplace to do that. So I think, yeah. Your your ability though, to get stuff done quickly in a marketplace is obviously very, very dependent on how you recruit your folks doing the jobs and then how you recruit the businesses asking for the jobs. So I guess, talk about that supply demand for a second. How many folks in the past 30 days did at least, you know, a worker did at least one job via Speedlancer or Start Atom? Yeah, so I can talk to like when we were fully ramped up with Speedlancer. Right now, we're in the ramping down stage. So I think it's going to look like this for Speedlancer, like an arc where Speedlancer will come back once we own the distribution channel. Because I don't really want to be paying for acquisition right now in such a it's a it's a red uh, it's a red ocean right now in terms of freelancing platforms. So I'm staying out of it. We're not spending any money. Okay, so you're avoiding the marketplace risk by saying, let me just get B two B SaaS companies to stick us in between their communication channels between yes. Slack and Microsoft Teams. Once I own that, then I'll go spin back up the marketplace. It'll be easier and a bunch of other what we call superpowers. Right, yeah. so you'll be able to do time tracking from within the communication. You you could maybe talk to something like Chat GPT from within the channel. So uh, understood. But but yeah. how do you? So you're what you're saying is you're betting on your mouse edge, ma- your your wedge right now is getting folks to use this communication tool. But like, h- how do you beat established firms that spend much more on R and D, like like ClickUp, Asana? Uh, I mean, there, Jira. I mean, there's so many tools like this already. How do you win? Yeah, it's funny. That's actually going in our deck right now. And as our investors said, it was it was very um, very interesting of them. It's a massive market, but it doesn't seem to be winner takes all. So I'm just going to say it's like a trillion dollar industry. Like even Salesforce itself is two hundred two hundred billion dollar market cap or whatever they are. If you combine them all together, you're you're edging on a multiple hundred billion dollar industry between CRM project management tools and other SaaSes. What we do is sort of glue them together, not necessarily in a Zapier way, but we do it through communication. So how do we beat other tools? Well, we're going to work with them. So we're already getting leads from the Trello App Store, for example. We're launching on the Jira App Store. How many, how many leads did you get from the Trello App Store last month? Mm, we've had like 700 or more to date over the last couple of months. Wow. Okay. And that's from That's actual Adam. installs. Just Start Adam, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's from one App Store, right? So we're launching on Microsoft Teams, Slack, Jira, um, and Trello. So we're hoping that that's actually going to be a good distribution strategy for us. SEO is also very good for us, um, which is great because my background happens to be in SEO. So it's very handy. Um, But yeah, we want to work with other platforms and help them bring in their tools into the conversation. Adam, let's talk about the distribution though, because there's people listening right now going, I want to rank really high in Trello. I want 700 leads per month from Trello, right? You're listed under the power up section of Trello. Trello, from what I can tell, doesn't use anything like number of reviews of all that to decide who they show first, second, third. So I'm on the Start Adam profile right now. You have great animations, by the way, but how do people find, how do people find the app in the Trello app store, which is very busy? Yeah, I think every app store is going to be different. So we're learning and I'm I'm happy to share more as we learn. Um, but what I do know about Trello in particular is there's a randomization component. 
which to me is really nice because it means that they give everyone the opportunity. So if you click on the communication uh, uh, category, I think you said in two categories, they give you two, yep. which is also Power ups and communication and collaboration. Yeah, there you go. So if you click on communication collaboration and you click on it every time, you'll see it's a different rotation. Yeah. So what that means is we can actually predict a steady volume of traffic and installs from that. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, got it. So you're getting leads from Trello right now. That's working nicely. Sorry, what's the next app exchange you want to go to? We're going to be on Jira hopefully in the next couple of weeks. We're just revamping our Trello app to fix a bunch of onboarding issues. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully that we'll see those changes in our analytics start to appear uh, mm-hmm. in terms of usage and activation. Um, mm-hmm. So Jira is coming next and then Slack. We're just waiting for them to approve us and then Microsoft Teams. So what's, let's talk about, I mean, the open to the room is like, okay, why haven't you asked anyone to pay yet? And why isn't at least one person paying it? What's taking so long? We only just set up analytics last week. So we set up uh, with a platform called Amplitude. Uh, so we're now able to see everything happening within our SaaS. So before that, I felt like we were sort of walking around blind. And I think now we can start to charge people. We are working out a pricing model. But here's a question. Here's, here's, a, here's the question that's going through our mind, right? If we charge per channel, we have an innate viral coefficient because if I want to use it and I want you to use it to communicate with me, then I've onboarded a new user. Then let's say there's a 10% chance you're going to create your own channel. If you create your, if you, if you take that 10% chance and invite someone else, then we've created a two to one viral coefficient, or maybe you've invited two people. So do yeah, I but want you to don't want to surprise like this is a massive mistake founders make those. You don't want to charge for what's driving your viral coefficient. It's yes. why Zapier doesn't charge by number, like they charge by number of zaps for a reason, not by number of things you've connected. Yeah. So this is what we're, we're trying to think about. I don't, I don't, I don't, we're right in the process of, of modeling this out. So it's a, it's a really great question. I don't want to disincentivize that. We might give a certain number of channels away for free, but actually if they're all viral, like we don't want to charge for that. So how are we going to charge? And do we have enough features? Like we would definitely want to charge for our Trello and Jira apps so we can charge for extensions, but maybe the communication piece is our wedge. And and I guess, how do you know right now how many users love your platform? How many, like I've asked you today, how many active users, even if they're free, how many active users do you have? How would you measure that? Right now, we're looking at installs and distribution, and we're working on usage. So we just launched, right? We saw that the other the other day, we had 17 people try to create a channel and then abandon the process. So that's what I want to fix. How many people? How many installs today? Uh, we get about 10 installs a day. Yeah, but like total installs right now on Start Adam. Uh, including the Trello app, we would have 700 or 800 or 900. Okay. And so how do you know, like if you're going to charge, you can only charge, put pricing in front of 10 people. How do you sort that 800 to figure out which 10 to show pricing to first? So right now we're trying to calculate who our power users are, or rather how to define the power users. So we've got that in Amplitude. We've got a little uh, metric set up called power users. And we can obviously change what we define as that. But those are the ones that we're trying to define as billable users in theory. And then we'll reach out to them and we'll say, hey. Well, no, but I want to know what the actual, I don't know, I wanna, I, that's what I'm asking. I want to know what the actual thing is, right? What is, how do you know who a power user is? It could be, uh, let's say they've, let's say they have more than three active channels. In okay. A given month. Then I would call that a billable user or a power user. Maybe they're two different, I think they're two different concepts. A power user is, I think, people who have sent more than three messages in the last few days. So they're actually using us. And obviously the bar will get higher and higher as we get more users. 
Yeah. I mean, a lot of these premium tools, the way they reverse engineer pricing is they say, we only want to charge 5% of our base. And we want only, we need to find the top 5% then of the power users based off number of contacts, number of channels, whatever. And then that's how they figure out who to show that's pricing cool. to. That's the reverse engineering. So, and I want to speak to those that, people and see what yeah. they're willing to pay. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, you're in that process now. We're certainly rooting for you. We appreciate you coming on pre-launch. We hope you come back on in a year. Give us an update. But in the meantime, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite book? Oh, favorite book. It's going to be some psychology book. I don't, I don't know which one. Okay. Number, number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? It's always like Elon Musk, I, I, I have to say. yeah. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building Start Adam? My favorite SaaS historically was always Help Scout. Right now, I'd have to say maybe Amplitude. Number four. How many hours of sleep do you get every night? I get eight. I okay. And situation, <laughs> married, single kids? Uh, I'm, I'm partnered, but not married. I have a dog. Okay. Puppy. All right. And how old are you? I'm 28. 28. Last question. Something you wish you knew when you were 20. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Guys, there you have it. Startatom.com. They want you to install their application so that your Trello can talk to your Jira board or your Trello can talk to your Slack group or your Slack group can talk to your Microsoft Teams group if your team is split up. Once they own that, they'll then launch services behind it. So you can say, hey, in the Trello board at Startatom, we need a animated graphic designed for our product hunt launch. And he will jump in and do that. That's his bread and butter because he comes from Speedlancer where he raised one point it caught 1 million bucks for it to build that starting in 2015, pivoting now here this year into startadam.com to build distribution first and then go back to the marketplace model. We will see what happens. Adam, thanks for taking us to the top. Thanks, Nathan. See ya.